my name is Dr Helen Noble and I'm a lecturer in health services research in the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Queen's University Belfast in Northern Ireland. And today I have with me Dr Ian Walsh who's going to discuss with me a recent commentary he wrote for evidence-based nursing and this commentary focused on persistent long-term urinary incontinence post-parturition. Hello Ian. Hello Helen, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I wondered if you could just start by telling me a little bit about yourself and your interest in this area. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm a clinical academic at uh, Queen's University, Belfast. Um, my clinical part of my job is as a urologist at Belfast Trust. And I had previously worked as in a professorial position at the University of California, Davis, which is where I did my fellowship which was in, uh, particularly in this area, it was in reconstruction and neurourology. So I dealt a lot at that time with folk with intractable uh, urinary incontinence, primarily female, including dealing with some of the ones that were, were highlighted in this paper and my review thereof. Okay. Um, and what does this paper tell us about urinary incontinence in this population? Well, the fact that it exists for a start, but they also were able to, the authors were able to highlight the different types of urinary incontinence. And in keeping with other key papers in the extant literature, the urinary incontinence postpartum was primarily mixed, i.e. a mixture of stress incontinence and urgency incontinence as well. They also identified de novo incontinence developing in the, uh, the post-parturition period as well. This was a long-term study, which dovetailed nicely with their previous publications in uh, sort of short and medium-term follow-up in this group. Okay. Tell us about how the authors came to their conclusions. What did they do in this piece of research? Well, it was, a, it was largely validated questionnaires is what were deployed to generate the data, both in the original studies and in this uh, long-term, longitudinal follow-up, which was uh, 12 years postpartum. They classified the urinary incontinence, both in terms of type and extent, on the basis of the, of the questionnaires. And then they performed a multiple logistic regressional analysis to see if there were any other uh, correlating factors in the etiology of the incontinence. Okay. And and what are the implications for practice in light of the, the findings from these authors? Well, firstly, there is a, a high incidence of uh, long-term postpartum urinary incontinence of whatever sort. Um, mm -hmm. And that's associated with spontaneous vaginal delivery. The key message is that Delivery exclusively by cesarean section would seem to protect against this. And that was in keeping with, the, again, the initial study results, the interim results uh, aligned with the, the current ones, the long-term long ones. And so, based on all of that, what further research do you think is needed in this area? Well, one area that came up from this paper was that there did seem to be quite a large number of untreated uh, individuals. I don't know if that was reflective of healthcare provision in the areas that the, the, the patients resided. The study was from uh, UK and New Zealand. 
or whether it was uh, a lack of awareness of uh, what treatments, if any, were available or if there was some other confounding factor, but a large proportion of the patients did, had not had any therapeutic intervention. Um, I think that the uh, these high incontinence rates would require further study in that regard to see if there is some type of correlation there. Okay, and then finally, if um, listeners were to take one th- key thing away from uh, this podcast, what do you think it should be? Well, primarily that cesarean section would seem to confer a significant advantage in avoidance of significant urinary incontinence post-parturition if it if cesarean section is the only means of delivery. Uh, any uh, type of vaginal delivery seems to skew the results towards incontinence. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the research that we've just discussed, um, or you'd like to listen to any other podcasts that have been recorded for evidence-based nursing, please visit www.ebn.bnj.com. Thank you and goodbye.